Work for Europe. Let's go. Episode two, right? Right on, man. How the hell are you? Good, good. What's going on with Matt this week? Too much to do. Too little time. Yeah. That's how it goes. Really? Yeah. Really too much to do. It's just crazy. It's been absolutely insane. And that's uh, the more other one. With, uh, with the business yep. than with uh, with DIY Europe, which is also crazy. But you know, I'm just trying to do both at the same time, which is crazy. And you got to get more orders right now because it's getting closer to Christmas, or yeah, I'm getting uh, um, um, more consistent orders. So in the beginning it was on and off, but now it's just uh, it keeps going. Nice. Yeah, man. It's always good. Prepping for the Apollo, of course. Yeah. Which is have crazy. You, have you uh, tested it out a little more? Or how's that going? I, I've I've uh, fired it up a couple of times now. It's. You got to make a video of it. It's holding up. I have some video, but not not enough for uh, for some good content. Yeah. Oh, to clear that up, I spoke with Brian. Um, it was one bar that translates to like 0.96 p uh, one psi, and it translates mm -hmm. to like 0.9 bar or something like that. So it's a very low okay. pressure. Yeah, yeah. And then for forge welding is, and for higher. forge welding, it was like four to five uh, psi, and I did not translate that one unfortunately. But still, it's not very yeah. much. No, it's very, uh, it's very little. But it's still that's all relative to the size of the of the. Uh, orifice that's the gas is going through so mm -hmm. kind of a difficult yeah. comparison yeah, it's, I, I i that ribbon burner man he he i think that's the key i mean the design yes it's it's awesome and it's like the swirl is amazing in that thing but it's the i, I think the ribbon burner uh, the the it's just perfect yeah definitely i think they're going to see a lot more of those coming out now people yeah. copying the idea and yeah, of course, but I, he always tells me when uh, sometimes I, I, I when I see some some someone copying his shit, and I send him a message about it, and he's like, "Leader, follow." Yeah, which is the a couple steps ahead. Leader, follow, man. If they if they're copying your work, you're doing something good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. How so about I finally, you? I finally got got started shipping with gls i've been shipping all the gator piss with gls mm -hmm. and they've been awesome it's been like two days shipping time so i sent out the first package already arrived i did a little instagram thing it went on to uh, oh, yeah, knives in, in germany and just every day more more arriving at people's houses so good deal with gls i'll try and see if i can cut out the austrian post altogether yeah, that'll be well. nice been happy with the with the Dutch uh, post uh, postal service, but I've been getting more uh, fuckery from them. Yeah, I mean, I you spend it. you spend so much money with them, and then they give you crap. Like like I said on the last episode with the package sizes, and stuff, <clears> it's ridiculous. I hate it. I yeah. hate it so much. It's such a hassle to deal with that. Yeah, what else did I do? I made, uh, I finished 20 more file guides. So mm. Those are up on the website. So people have been buying those. I got a couple of people buying two at a time and stuff. 
usually when they're out, they sell out pretty quick. You know what a file guide is, right? If yeah, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. thinking, why the fuck would you need to? I don't know. I think, I think those are for the people that are doing classes, I guess. And if oh, you yeah. only have one and there's like five people in your class, then everybody's waiting around for the file guide. So. Yeah, awesome. So a lot of people have asked, I think, I don't know why, but maybe it just doesn't translate well to German, but what, what actually a carbide plate is. Um, so like the carbide plates themselves, they're uh, about like 70 to 80 Rockwell. Mm -hmm. And you pretty much can't mark them or mar them or cut them with it without using diamond tools. Yeah, right. I've so tried the, to, to cut them down just uh, with a normal uh, disc, you know, you can't, you can't even... It's just wrecking no, you, the disc. <laughs> it's awesome stuff. I think when I when I first started, uh, my father used to be a, a CNC programmer, so he had a lot of machine machining tools and leftover stuff kind of at home. When we retired, I took a bunch with me, and I had some carbide I wanted to make one myself, and it couldn't cut it with anything. So put it in the vise right up to about where you want it and whack it with the hammer. <laughs> That's all you can do if you don't have diamond tools. Get it cut roughly. If you can't it. fix it with a hammer, it's it's broken. Then get a bigger hammer. Bigger hammer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. So cool. I got those finished up, and I finished a few uh, carbide straightening hammers also. So those are like a ball peen hammer with a ten millimeter mm -hmm. uh, carbide ball on the on the round face. Those are for straightening out warped blades after they've been um, heat treated. And yeah, those have been those have been selling like crazy too. Did you up the price? I did a little bit, yeah. yeah good. Yeah. Matt wasn't happy with my prices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it, like, come on, man, <laughs> gotta make some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta make some money. Oh, hey, you know what else I did? I think you did, but I'm not sure. I ordered one of those uh, $100 hammers from Brian yeah, House. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I got one. You, did you get one too? Yeah, yeah. Those are nice looking hammers. Yeah. I heard Pickle talking about that he, like uh, today, I listened to, to it today on uh, the Work For It podcast, that he wasn't um, able to buy one on the, on the f like if you opened the link from, I think it, it was p uh, through p Patreon through patreon yeah yeah and then it just kept fucking around and opening the, the 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 chat and stuff it was terrible i had the same thing really but luckily for me I it worked great i think maybe i think maybe at that time there was like a website overload or something maybe I, d I don't know sending people back I've, i'm very stoked to like i'm not even using a forging hammer at all i don't need one i don't i'm not going to use it much but God damn it! I, I got one. I think so. I probably have a uh, hundred of those cross peen hammers in my <laughs> in my uh, storage that I sell online too. That they don't not, they don't look as nice as the one that he had. So mm -hmm. I had to get one. The hot stamp on there looks awesome with the hot yep. um, work hard good luck. Yep, love it. Can't wait yep. for uh, for it to arrive. So did you listen to the, to the podcast? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we're, uh, how, how's the bidet feeling? Is it like, is it comfortable? Uh, yeah, I got my, uh, my cigar, a glass of wine S sitting on my bidet. Such a fucking American thing, uh, American thing is. to think that we're all sitting <laughs> on bidets drinking wine. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've, uh, I've seen them. So at work, I'm a HVAC guy. I do heating, 
ventilation and air mm-hmm. conditioning and mm-hmm. a little bit of everything electrical and some installations and stuff for uh, water and heat and we've put them in quite a few times i never tried one before though i don't it's, know it's, I, don't I don't know, know why they think we're all on, on these things <laughs> no we're not like I th- is it like greek people or something i don't know i don't even know i, I, don't I think know arabs use them a lot I think, but then again, maybe I'm fucking wrong again. But it's just the same. It's the same. Like like we're saying, like all the Americans are just kissing their flag and shooting guns all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Team America, fuck yeah! <laughs> that would have been a good intro song for us. Well, yeah, although we're not Team America. Well, I am. I mean, kind of. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, reverse Arnie. That's right. <laughs> so, we got uh, we got somebody going to join us for um, Shop Talk. Oh. Throw him in, in here. See if you remember who he was. I think I told you earlier this week. Yeah, you think I remember? <laughs> well, did you write it down? Nope. We get... We're too old. We gotta write shit down to remember. I'm not everything. writing anything down. I'll remember when I talk to him. Jesus Christ! A bunch of amateurs. Hey, Mr. Baltic Blades. Hey, hey, hey! Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Now you gotta do yeah. your whole story again. Oh, it's not a problem. I will I will get it short right now. Okay. It's like it's a pitch for my website, especially for new makers, uh, because uh, when I was starting out, I noticed that in Europe, it's so hard to find any materials like where from where to buy because in every different country in Italy, in Poland, in the Germany, they speak different languages. They have their own markets, and it's so hard to find anything like you don't know the specific ports or the keyboards and like if you search on youtube you find everything for the goddamn americans Mm -hmm. so what i did i put in the work and created a list of uh, handle material distributors of uh, machine makers and everything that is useful for makers in general and you can find it on balticblades.com and you can go to makers and then suppliers in eu and you will find everything that you need. Yeah, awesome. so you, uh, he added me to the list, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago. And I can see that on my Shopify account when people are coming from your page. So thanks for doing that. I see that a lot that people uh, follow me through your page. Oh, it's it's not a problem. I basically created it. Because Hold up. I, I have a question. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Am I on that website? Not yet. If you if you ask nicely, maybe maybe we can talk after it. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You know. <laughs> but okay. basically, I created it because I saw a need, and it was a problem that I encountered. And it's yeah. basically about being useful and solving problems and helping yeah. everybody out. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah that's so pretty much I why I why I started my website in the first place when I moved here uh, and got into knife making I couldn't find anything except for shipping everything over from America like you said but you know the thing is when when you're getting into it all you do is watch American content you watch American guys you watch you know because there's the the ratio of Americans versus uh, Europeans is 
so ginormous. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're only watching them, watching that, and then once you start looking like locally, you you, you get into this big gap because there's there seems to be nothing here. That's why oh, I started oh, yeah. as well. Uh, but then you find out there's actually like and they are using like uh, their inches and fractions and it's like totally different oh measurements don't get me started on that yeah 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 it's so it's so hard and so confusing and especially if you are a new maker and you want to make something really good youtube is like a double-edged sword i would say because you need to understand and it comes with experience that most of these guys they are content creators and they are not like knife makers for a living and maybe what they do is not to be replicated mm -hmm. and yeah you need to take it with a grain of salt what you see on youtube um yeah yeah well, that's with with everything you see on youtube <laughs> so you have a, a youtube page also right you make a lot of videos <laughs> uh i have one but it's a little bit dead <laughs> i would say i started it when uh, I started to reduce my workload at my day job and I thought I would have more time like to just document and showcase because I was really inspired by John Grimsmo um, mm. where, he, where he like literally documents uh, the problems that he is solving and it's and you learn so much because he's building a legit business he's not a youtuber first he's a machinist knife maker first and it's yeah. so so interesting and I wanted yeah. to do a, the same thing but you know I don't have the grit I guess or the time to just stick to it and just do it because if you want to do like weekly uploads I'm not talking about daily uploads it still is very taxing on you when you are one you want to tell a coherent story it's just it it takes time it takes effort it takes a lot like of time. everything else yeah, yeah. what's your day so, job Oh, my day job currently for the past three weeks is knife making. Oh, uh, so yeah, you went full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And awesome. not because like uh, it was like too many orders and I cannot handle it, but because I was. Hey, that's I great, was man. There. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not because of that. It's because of I was tired of wasting my life sitting in a day job at the office that I yeah. don't really enjoy doing it. Yeah, man, that's and that's yeah and and it's like exchanging your five days of n time to to have like two days and like a lot of money because i was a software developer the pay was very good but you know it you come to a point where you just need to you know make the jump do the scary thing but yeah. if i know again like uh, a lot of makers are listening to this so i would advise like every knife maker that is full-time advises on youtube don't go like head-on first into this create like a financial pillow mm. where you can like have some uh, you don't have this like ginormous pressure that you need to earn you need to pay overhead and stuff S like that uh like have have a uh, pillow that would you know six uh, months absorb some stuff yeah you, yeah, yeah. you need like six that. months worth of money on your bank but like basically <laughs> Uh, six months, um, like think six six months ahead. Like, if there's no order c coming in, there's there's nothing happening. You need to be able to feed your family if you have any. Uh, pay your rent for six months. 
And if you can like, do that, then fucking go for it. Yeah, I would. I would highly advise. You can yeah. still be out there on on Instagram. You can be out there on YouTube promoting your stuff, making content, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. And for me, it was like reducing my expenditure too, because yeah, of course. I would. I am so much more happier. Well, take it with a grain of salt. Like it's only like three weeks for me. It's like the yeah, honeymoon yeah. period, you know, but uh, uh, it's it's so much more rewarding working for like into this and like eating instant noodles than working five days uh, in a job that I don't really like. I don't feel very passionate. And then I have like two and a half days of rushing, doing what I love and never like feeling that. I have enough time to accomplish as much as as I would like. So yeah, yeah, it's it's like exchange. You you need awesome. to value your time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so where did you get the um, um, so the the idea of your website was to gather all the info you gathered and put it all in one place for new makers um. to find. It it was actually basically to sell my stuff and, Ooh. you know, like being a web developer, I know like CEO is very important. And then mm -hmm. you come to like a conclusion, like I should make a, uh, some more pages that are useful. And then you like follow the thought and well, what would be useful for me? And then like basically in Europe, we have this shit storm of different languages and markets. So let's yeah. collect this stuff in one place for people easy easily to find because before my web page when you search like these keywords like e uh, knife making material distributors in europe especially in europe because you find a lot of in usa try that again uh, uh, what try that again yeah 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 try that again i uh, put europe in the name <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you need to put it into commas to, uh -huh. to find it, but still uh -huh. you find only like singular, singular distributors yeah. and not lists. No. So I just put in the work and it's free for people to use. I don't take any money or any earnings from it. And like my clientele that buys uh, my knives is not mostly like makers. I, I build it for people like myself. And yeah. it's like giving back to the community from which I learned a lot because there is no university for knife makers. Mm. Thank God there's no university <laughs> for it. <laughs> awesome story, man. Yeah, that was some great information. Yeah. So so go starting to go full time, you have like some kind of a standard um like knives that you make repeatedly like your flagship knives or what are you into right now oh well um uh, like the biggest release i just had this week it was my angus etc scalpel and it was like it was very hard for me because i had it released like two years ago and it was like um this like spontaneous design that was very successful People liked it more than I was expecting it. And when the time passed, I found out like there are some places that could need like a little bit of improvement, like the ergonomics, the edge length and etc. And it was very hard and very difficult uh, and very eye opening 
when you try to create a very similar design that would appeal to the people that like the last version, but mm -hmm. also would improve on it. And especially in knives where like a knife design could be defined with one line that al almost rhymes. Uh, it's, it's so hard like to change very, very small details, make it better, but make it have the same vibe. So it really opened up my eyes like when I was uh, very cynical uh, in like uh, movie sequels. Oh, they just need to make a better movie. That's so simple. That's so easy. No. And when you are in that place and you feel the pressure and you yeah. want to meet expectations. So it's uh, it's, it's guys very interesting that, place to be. Guys that consistently do that, they, um, they turn out to be like great, maybe even the greatest, because if you consistently do that, like sometimes you just see a knife and you, you know exactly um, who made it without yeah. anything. You can just look at it and you know who made it. If you have that, oh, yeah. then you're um, you're there. I think. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say like the last maker's work that I saw and really really admired for this feature that you told is Fingal Fingal's work. Oh yeah, like the yeah. handle contours. The handles. Damn! Wow, it's yeah. it's it's it it is it is very 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 good. Yeah. So this week I released this knife. I put it on my website, created a lot of like uh, Instagram content for Facebook. It was a very big release and uh, people really, really liked it. And I sold out all of the units that I had for the initial uh, sale. And the whole week was spent on just working and creating more and more. Um, it's, 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 very, it's very rewarding. It's very nice to, to have this nice feedback because if, yeah. when you are releasing, you don't actually know is it going to be good? Is yeah, it it's very satisfying bad? when it actually sells, yeah. uh, sells, sells out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great uh, EDC knife, nice and compact. And even with the uh, with the Kydex sheath, uh, a small footprint, you could easily slide it into your pocket or put it in a clip. Oh, um, that, good, that's great size. That's the idea. That's yep. the actual idea. Because I'd not, uh, I, I did not want like to have any scales actually, but I wanted to have like some thickness to the knife without adding uh, more weight. So th the paracord that weaves around actually mm -hmm. doubles or triples the thickness, which like helps for the ergonomics, but it doesn't add to the weight so much. It's 38 grams, I think, without the uh, uh, sheath. So uh, for Europeans, it's everything clear. And for Americans, you go and convert. It's yeah, no convert it, you <laughs> fucking gun chewing flag huggers. Yankees. <laughs> no, I I also have uh, one of your knives, the uh, SFK. Uh, oh yeah. So I got <laughs> I got it in black polished micara, and you got some kind of um, some milling on the handle, which is awesome for the grip. And yeah. uh, I think it's N six ninety Cerakote. Um, it's actually ATCR V2 and Cerakoted. Mm -hmm. I chose it because of the added toughness and the added toughness and uh, reduced count of carbides actually helps with edge stability so you can have a finer edge so it's meant for cutting basically not chopping cutting and it's super easy to sharpen so mm. yeah so i see that keith is also using all his business money on purchasing knives 
Oh yeah, I got a good collection of handmade <laughs> knives. <laughs> no, what I really like about that is the uh, Kydex sheath. Um, you have a grommet on the side for like tensioning the uh, mm -hmm. Kydex, which also doubles as like a edge protection when you put the knife in. It doesn't um, like rub up against any eyelets or anything like that. It's a great design and the, also the uh, nylon sheath, like the belt loop that you got on there. I hate when you buy a knife and it has, uh, what's the name of those clips there? The uh, tech locks. Ultic clips? And mm, you, put, you put the tech lock on and the handle is like, it, more than half the knife is above your belt loop. And it's like, it's a pain to walk around with. It's not really EDC anymore. If you were just going on a hunting trip or something, it's fine. But you can't EDC a knife that's like jabbing you in the side all the time. And I like oh, the gosh. ones that hang down a lot lower. <laughs> like the main... <laughs> He likes it when he hangs it lower. Nice. I like it when it hangs low. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the the main idea, like for like, it's so sad to watch knife reviews and see the reviewers disregard the sheath, and for me the sheath actually makes the knife carryable, and it's very very important, and it's for it to be like easy to deploy, easy to carry, yeah. and like the the sheath itself. It's such a pain point for me because I spent like, when I was working part-time, I spent like three weeks on just refining the design. I made like 50 samples that were all terrible, not up to par and not as like how I wanted them to be. And I really felt like I was stuck in one place, you know? And that was the moment that I understood that I really liked knife making because I, uh, I persevered through it and created something that I would not create otherwise. It's just because I, I saw this uh, like picture of what the sheath should function like and I strive, just went for it, you know? It took a lot of time, a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of headache and heartache, but I'm so happy to hear that you like it. Yeah. Well, you can awesome. see that. You can see that in all your work. So, what kind of grinder are you using? <laughs> uh, -oh. uh oh, here we go. Not, mm. not, not, not broadback. <laughs> I'm using Good. a Re revolution grinder, I would guess. <laughs> Do you have a revolution? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I have, I have uh, one made by the Pavel from Poland, beltgrinders.pl, not to promote any competitors. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, I don't, uh, there's no hate towards any other companies <laughs> i have the yeah, same so one it's a good grinder no it's not <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> uh so hey where, where can we find you oh oh you can find me on like all of the socials just like instagram facebook and youtube it's baltic blades you can find me on twitter but I'm oh. suspended there without doing any tweets, so you can find me there. But they I thought have you no were a bot, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would guess so. Guess so. And also, you can find me on TikTok, and TikTok is cringeworthy, but mm. man, does it generate views and traffic to your website? I like. Look, does it really? Before, before, before leaving, I would like to leave you with like some great uh, value points, especially for the audience. For me, what works on TikTok 
It's like doing uh, answers and questions. Basically, your audience generates you questions and you as a knife maker just answer them. And I had one blew up today, which generated like 15,000 views and generated traffic wow. to my uh, website. And I think the most successful thing that I could do on there was speaking in my native language because my country is not that big. You don't have that many knife makers. Interesting. So, yeah, I would I would highly suggest and also for the people that want to become full time makers and want to watch this like as a like and entrepreneurship endeavor, I would highly recommend two things. And it's like a, a one is a bonus thing and the other one is like obligatory. One is read the E-Myth uh, revised book. It's an amazing read because most of us knife makers or other makers that work in our small shops, we were employed one time and we thought, yeah, I could do that better. I could be self-employed and that book talks about it. And it's so, mm -hmm. so, so nice and so rewarding. And it gives like a lot of good, nice and great points how not to burn out and work too much and the other thing is find a knife making buddy and have accountability calls like every once a month every two weeks yeah. and just talk about what you want to do what you want to accomplish and that would greatly improve your hmm. business I'll, I'll, I'll add a third to that you listen to the motherfucking work for europe podcast <laughs> every goddamn week every tuesday right mm-hmm Thank you, man. You're a good talker. All right, Matt. We are moving on to the next skit here. Do you know what it is? What is the next skit? Welcome to Wanker of the Week. 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 Mm, I love that one. I <laughs> love that one. Week. <laughs> nobody, nobody had a guess. No, oh, you just spilled the beans. Nobody guessed who it was. I didn't hear anything from anybody. Oh, did I skip it? Uh, you can mute it, right? Or bleep it? I'll, I'll bleep it out. Let's see. Do your if anybody, magic, if anybody has a guess. Keith, do it. Uh, so, do you have one? I have one. Do, go, but at go first, I, I have to ask if everything was all right this week with the dog. Any landmines? No, nothing. He was a good boy. Good week. Yep. All right, this is probably going to sound a little crazy, like a reoccurring problem with me, but I have uh, my wanker of the week as Shopify. Ooh. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with Shopify. It's a great uh, platform, but the shipping problems. Are you kissing their ass, or are you calling them the wanker of the week? They are the wanker of the week, but I have a massive shipping problems all the time. Mm -hmm. Shopify has like this really complicated thing, or they don't want to help anybody. They want you to buy apps mm -hmm. uh, to fix problems. So I have three shipping boxes, three different sizes, small, medium, large. Somebody orders, let's say they order uh, knife bags, uh, the big knife bag that I have, and then they order uh, Axe Waxed with it. They get charged for a small box for the Axe Wax, and then they get charged no. for a big box to That's put so the... Uh, annoying. It's so annoying, and you cannot fix it. They don't want to fix it. It's If you, like search the internet it's been a problem since the day they started and the only answer they have is pay 30 bucks a month for this app it'll fix it for you <laughs> yeah so i don't know how many okay. customers i've i've lost because they go to check out 
for something that costs them 30 bucks and then it costs 33 dollars for shipping yeah and then they go to diy europe and then they see that diy europe does it by weight and not by box size yeah i gotta take some tips from you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i've I've had the same thing and i'm just i'm just i'm not gonna fuck around with box size i'm just not gonna do it it's so annoying yeah it is and i'm Nope. So there's, an, there's another one, and you have the same problem. With it, it was with the VAT numbers here in Europe. Every <sighs> every country has a different tax rate. So in Austria, we're 19, in Germany's 20. And I think you guys are what 21 or something. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, this is something. So I, I, okay, this leaps right into um, uh, my wanker of the week. Okay. And it's basically every American. <laughs> Because I've heard, uh, I think, three Americans now on podcasts um, complaining about American taxes. I don't want to se- hear anything. The seven percent they pay. I don't want to hear any American complain about taxes. I would invite them to come here and enjoy our taxes, and then go back there, and then they'll never complain again. <laughs> that's it yeah so. but you're uh yeah so th- that was my wanker of the week um but about so yours you, um that was that was horrible you even helped me out in the beginning right with uh yeah, with, with the icp uh thingy it, it gets kind of complicated so my workaround was like spending i spent a lot of time on the internet searching around and i finally came to the conclusion the only way to take the VAT number is that somebody needs to ask me to put it on their account mm-hmm. uh, and then I had to change some code for the uh, shipping address when they give me the VAT number I have to put it in as a separate note on that page and that note is then somehow linked through the coding and it puts it on the invoice because here in Austria or in Europe if somebody pays with a VAT number that VAT number needs to be on the invoice yeah, I have an e- ERP program, like a financial, like a booking program, that's linked to my Shopify. So every order that gets through, um, yeah, yeah. I can just mark it at I- I- uh, ICP. Yeah, we call it ICP. I don't know what it's. Okay. It's a zero percent uh, VAT thingy, and um, so then if they want an invoice, I'll generate the invoice through my booking program and not right. through Shopify. So, as a normal as a normal customer, it doesn't really matter. But anybody who's uh, running a business and has their yeah, own VAT number, yeah. they need that yeah. on their invoice. Yeah, yeah. I had a very interesting guy, very very interesting guy that I'm thinking about um, inviting to the show. Um, mm-hmm. It's a guy from uh, from Italy that bought or pre-ordered uh, an Apollo Forge. And he's yeah. one of the bigger or biggest or it's a, it's a big one. It's it's a glass blower from uh, from Italy. Okay. And he he gives classes in glass blowing to around fifty people a week. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's insane. Fifty people a week are going to use the Apollo Forge uh, blowing glass. That's an old. That's an old. Uh, like like I I've, I actually have no clue 
if uh, if Brian sold to Glassblowers already, but yeah, the guy saw uh, the the Apollo Forge on a on a YouTube uh, video. Brian, and he reached out, and then Brian said, "Go talk to Matt." And um, yeah, he pre-ordered one, and if he enjoys it, and if it's working for them, then he said he wants to buy like six or seven more. Yeah, that's awesome. This, it, I, I told him, if you order seven, I'm gonna drop them off by car, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Italy, so nice. So was that yeah. your first order through him, or the first pre-order? Uh, no, no, no. It was. I think I'm uh, eight or nine now, mm-hmm. which makes yeah. I said ten, but maybe I'll go over it, which is nice. great. It's, it's uh, that's nice for uh, for Europe, for uh, for American standards, for like for housemate standards. It's like terrible probably but hey it's different over here well that's good if he's uh, making that many they get, you get some people that want to continue or try to do that at home and maybe you get yeah yeah he already uh, uh, t- uh wanted to talk about that so yeah so we got uh wfi projects is next mm, um, i'm gonna um, so I had a little problem with WFI projects. I don't know what's Everyone going on with that link. Problems with WFI projects all the time. So I sh- I only get about maybe 30 people on WFI and then if you like click refresh, like the last two might change. But I, I can't find anything. It's I don't know what's going on with that hashtag so, that I I talked to Beacone and he said it works fine for him. So maybe they I don't uh, know blocked what's going us on. in I Europe. Just, <laughs> I I just see my own reels everywhere in there yeah uh, but I can uh, so I, I didn't I couldn't find anything so I picked somebody that I have uh, that I follow on Instagram mm-hmm. it's uh, his name is uh, Oliver Tobin on Instagram it's Tobin machines oh yeah of, it's uh, yes. a guy out of Austria of course mm, he's of making course. He's making all kinds of machines in his shop and like uh, attachments for his grinders. He makes grinders, but the machine I wanted to talk about is his rolling mill that just came out. I mean, it didn't just come out. He's been, uh, it's been out for maybe a year or two and in a couple of different shops for testing. And now he's doing some pre-orders on it. I think Martin Huber, who was on the last episode, just finally got one. Yeah, I saw Uh, that. I had the chance last year. I was at a knife making class with uh, Tobias Hangler and mm. he actually is in the same shop as Oliver Tobin and oh. it's got the the roller mill so I got to try it out uh, amazing machine the quality is insane uh, you can take like a 60 millimeter bar down to 3 millimeters and like 3 heats if you know what oh. you're doing <laughs> that's crazy right on, man. that's uh, crazy and he's got uh, plans to be able to change the rollers out in it. So you wouldn't have a flat roller. You can have a roller that would make uh, a raindrop pattern, just roll it in and out. Uh, so you can make all different kinds of Damascus patterns with it. I'm not sure if he's got them out, but it, he's got it on his website that that will be an option. Awesome. Yeah, I saw it. It's it's It seems like a, 
like a great machine. Awesome, super quality, and like the best part that I, I mean, I haven't worked, that's the first time I ever worked with a rolling mill, but I've seen some before, and this one's got like a, um, like a so, millimeter scale on the side, so oh, you yeah. can, you turn the handle, you know exactly you want three millimeter, you can roll it exactly to three millimeter, it's mm. amazing machine. Great. I, I'm just scrolling through it, I don't know if this is even, it, it doesn't even have to do anything with the work for projects i think but it's uh pelican paste's new project um shop hands okay did you see that no do you know pelican paste i do yeah that's uh something you got in your shop but i'm not sure of yeah. the shop hands i haven't heard of that no it's new he just uh he just launched it i think i asked him for uh let, like like um because i know he's doing these tiny uh Tiny little tins as well. I think I'm gonna get a box to take to um, Solingen. Yeah, we can hand them out there. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So what is what is Shop Hands? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's like a. a um, let me. Shoot. I think it's it's a Shop Hands, an all organic healing salve, explicitly designed for the hardworking individual in the shop or outdoors whether it's your livelihood or your beloved hobby sold i need that mm -hmm. and um i've like if you listen to the uh the uh work for it podcast and you know you can smear that on anything <laughs> uh, so yeah what oh uh, never mind i don't want it it's 100 percent vegan uh oh yeah uh, why do they always put that there? Yeah. Now I don't want it anymore. So I have that problem in the wintertime, working wet grinding, dipping knives in the bucket. My hands get screwed up bad, yeah, like yeah, cracked yeah. like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's some fuckery, but it's very manly to have like fucked up hands. So I like it. <laughs> nice. Now, now it's on to the scary part. It's. Uh, pop, 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 pop. I have one okay. question for you. It's not the question yet. Okay. But I need to okay. write down your shoe size. My shoe size? Why? Mm -hmm. Is that because related to this? Is that related to this? Uh, no, 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 no. To this pasty we're just I, talking I just, about? No, nope. This is a different, uh, different thing. I'm, I'm, I've committed. I'm gonna need your shoe size. And I'm gonna take some. Are you whittling out some of those banana shoes for me? Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna commit. I'm, I need your shoe size. So, <laughs> tell me. I'm gonna tell you in freedom height, ten and a half. Ten point five. Thanks. I'm. I'm actually writing this down, because I'm gonna go to the clog maker uh, that's local here, and I'm gonna have him make some some clocks did you ask him if he can get it in like a maple barrel or something nope <laughs> nope no you're gonna you're gonna get the classical yellow dutch ugly thingy oh they they got they got wood hardwood floors in there too at the soling and knife shop oh that's gonna be this is gonna sound great yeah it's gonna sound like a herd of horses running around <laughs> yeah man <laughs> Awesome. Um, Matt's, would you rather? 
There we go. This is the uh, part. It's if you got any small children at home, you should probably uh, pause this or send them in the other yeah, room. Also, you're a bad parent if you let your children listen to us. <laughs> so don't do that. Okay, this is not. Um, it's not terrible. Like it's not very gross, but then again, it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go for it. Would you rather pull your own thumbnail off with a fork? Yeah, do you let that sink in? Um, yeah, I have so, a story about that already, but go ahead for okay. the second part. Pull your own thumbnail uh, off with a fork or put a toothpick under your big toe and kick the wall. Ah, oh, no, I'm pulling the thumbnail off. <gasps> no. Really? Ah. Oh. Yeah, I, it happens to me a lot at, at work, um, fixing the air conditioners and heating units. But it, when you're turning a wrench or something and it's really tight in there, you get your fingernails stuck on something. And I mm -hmm. almost ripped about half of my index finger uh, <laughs> off the other day. <laughs> and nice. it hurts, right? Oh, but that toothpick, that's horrible. Yeah, it's under your uh, under your toenail. That's horrible. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I know it already. Yeah. So just the vis the visual. One hundred percent. You would pull your own thumbnail off. I'm I don't mean like a half half like ass. Rip that thing right off. No, I'm pulling it right. Out. But with a fork, it it wouldn't probably wouldn't come off the first try. So you'd have to, to go. Ahead I, and I, I would <laughs> like I would if, if I would have made that question, which I did but didn't. Um, I would have said like yank it off with a with, with some pliers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I would do? I would put a toothpick under my, my big toe and kick a wall. You would. You always got to say the other. No, because the chances that that toothpick is, is going to like snap oh, is ginormous. Oh, it's going right in there. That's no huh. question. If it does, it's also very horrible. I don't... Maybe I'm switch. No. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with my answer. Toothpick. <laughs> that one wasn't so bad. That wasn't as bad as last week. No, it's, I love this. Would you rather things? We gotta get a. We gotta do the. Would you rather on our guests sometime too? Yeah, we can. It's our show. We can do anything we want. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, uh, I think we gotta get a little bit serious here. Change the pace up. Don't have to do anything. No, no, I don't like being told what to do. But yes, something serious. Do you have something it was, serious? It was just a suggestion, though. I do. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about customer service because I had uh, a slight problem with it, with a customer this week. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, as a small business. Customer service is definitely or should be number one priority. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what you got to do, you need to make it right with your customers. It's always easier to sell to somebody that's bought with you than to try and find a new one. So it's all uh, this is true. part of the cost of doing business, right? Yeah. So I got there's two of them. I'll first I'll say one that happened when I first started that I probably didn't handle correctly. I had a uh, started making some T-shirts. Um, and I was collecting the money from the t-shirts to give back 
to the knife maker community, I was making um, gift certificates and I would do a giveaway after I collected a certain amount of money from the t-shirts that I sold. So I had these t-shirts made and it said, support your local knife maker and then www.knifematerial.at at the bottom. And it was a, like a hand-drawn thing I had a friend of mine make of somebody at, at like a blacksmith back in the day at an anvil. And uh, this guy ordered his t-shirt First time you ever bought anything from me, orders the t-shirt, t-shirt gets delivered, everything's fine. And he writes to me and says, uh, t-shirt showed up, but it says knifematerial.at at the bottom. He's like, I don't even know who you are. I wanted my name on it. And I'm like, mm. uh, yeah, you, maybe you should have said something before you ordered it because there was absolutely no, there was no way that <laughs> you should have thought that his name was just going to magically appear on this t-shirt. And mm. I was like, uh. These are all special orders, and like I've explained to him why I'm selling the T-shirts, and he comes back and says, "Yeah, but I have, as a buyer in Europe, I have the right to refuse it, and you need to uh, send it back to me." I went back and forth a few times, and I finally was like, "You know what? Thanks for supporting the life makers. Keep the T-shirt as a as a shop rag," and uh, I I blocked him on my website so he couldn't order it anymore. And <laughs> well, that's kind of dramatic. Uh, yeah, it was probably a little bit traumatic. Like I said, that was in th the beginning of my um, mm -hmm. website. <laughs> but, uh, emotional but this, young man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it got me on a good day, I guess. <laughs> but this new one I got, um, I sell steel from Tobias Hangler. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows he's the guy that um, started with Apex Ultra, and he's a very well-known and respected knife maker here in Austria and Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and he makes uh, Damascus steel and different kinds of laminated steel for me. So I have this new product from him. It's a stainless steel um, with a Apex Ultra core, and it's tapered from three millimeters down to two millimeters for the people who are making kitchen knives and want to have the taper without having to deal with risking grinding through the the outside uh, stainless jacket. Mm -hmm. And this guy made a knife and everything. Sent me some pictures after the heat treat. The edge looked like a piece of bacon, so it Ooh. came out really, really warped. And anybody who's ever worked with even just regular stainless steel, sometimes uh, it can be a real problem getting warpage in the steel. And even more so when you are uh, working with a laminate steel, mm -hmm. you get different temperatures and the two different kinds of steel, and it wants to different move toughness, different each everything. way back and forth. Yeah. Total fuckery. So he, yeah, so he sent me the pictures and wrote that uh, that it was whooped. And I talked with Tobias, and Tobias, like I said, great guy. Immediately said uh, he would send it to him. He'll reheat treat it, make sure that it shows gets uh, straight again. If not, he would refund him. And that was my same. The first response for me was um, send me the steel, and so we can check it out. I'll give you a new piece of steel, or you can pick out something different from my website. So. Customer service would be uh, something that's super important, and I think just from that conversation with him and from with Tobias, that uh, he will continue to be a customer of mine. So he was happy. I think, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. that's good. Want to know what I think about the first guy? Tell us. He can get fucked. <laughs> we have to peep that one out, huh? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Don't don't peep that out. We can say fuck, oh, man. All come right. on. This is European style. So, have do you got any stories like that about customer service? Do you have any problems? I have with, yeah. one 
one also in the beginning with a BA van der Sander that I welded up and I it was one of those projects that I just shouldn't even have started on but I did because I wanted to sell one and I uh, welded it up for him and I tested it in my shop and he like half halfway down the project he changed uh, a few things that he wanted and um, well turns out that he wasn't happy with it and then he started calling all my welds like like shit and everything then i kind of lost it i was like go fuck yourself man (laughs) (laughs) and then he took it up to uh i think he even emailed um Bex, uh, Richard Beck. Bex Armory, yeah, Bex Armory. Bex Armory, and it was a total shit show, and I, sh- I should have handled that more professional, but it just pissed me off so much. Did he call you out, like, on social media, or was no, that just between not the even, two I don't even know if the guy was on social media. I, did, I, okay. I, I Actually, I, I don't know, but anyway, I should have just remained professional and just said, like, uh, Send it back or something. Send it back or whatever. He was totally like, like very unreasonable and very, but you know. Yeah. On the other hand, like, like in person, I would just call them a fucking hassle and move on. But (laughs) you just, you know, you can't, you can't do that. So. So that was. Have uh, you dealt? What? Have you dealt with anything like that in, at your new company? You, I mean, that must be even more difficult when you have installed railings and and you get really people that are really super. Picky yeah, sometimes, but um, me and my companion, we both are um, like the same in it. So we we have like, it's it's fine. Like business wise, don't get emotional. But you also yeah. you don't have to take like all the shit just because he's a customer. Right. You know, don't 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 get yourself in a position that you need that customer so much that you take like like verbal abuse or something. Yeah. That's that's like a hard line for me. So, but now I've I've changed and some, you know, sometimes you have. It's the same with missing boxes and stuff, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you you just think, "Mm, did you really not get that? Right. Or but it's not. I I can't. You know, I can't risk um, being wrong. In, in in the suspicion and yep. so I'll just send him an, an, a, a new one and send him a new one and then go fight the with insurance the insurance yeah. garbage so yeah customer service very important very important Definitely. it is very important because I mean piss off one 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 guy and he'll tell another and they'll tell another and yeah they'll tell another Oh man, Fader uh, Fader's newsletter is just dropping. Oh, that's always a good read. Mm. <laughs> but it's, it's also a good look. Did you see his uh, the the shop shop knife, the Tento? Uh, no, I didn't open up the oh. newsletter yet. No, but I I saw it. he made a reel the other day, and okay. um, I looked at it. I even. I think I even made a note about it, like discuss this on the podcast. Yeah, it just says here, J- Jeff's reel. It's some, like every once in a while you see a reel that's just so well done. Like like apart from the knives that are in it, like, uh, you know, he makes great knives, yeah, you have to do. But the reel was so good. It just, it, 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 it's totally like in harmony. It was 
magical. It was a magical reel. Huh. I'll have to search for it after the show. Yeah. Don't don't look at his uh, glue ups though. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, Hustle and Grind podcast. Do you listen to that? Yes. Hustle and Grind gave us a shout out, but yeah. they just said uh, Matt Bicker and they were kissing your ass, and they couldn't even remember who I was. I think I think they said DIY Europe and some other guy. The other guy, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Keith. You fuckwits. <laughs> uh, uh, you just need to be more obnoxious. They they love it. You I remember them. that stuff. Yeah, you had abuse them. Yeah, they love the abuse. Mm. I'm curious about because um, Toby was, you know, Fire and Steel. Uh, Toby yep. was bitching I've about that that they missed another. Uh, yeah, I almost episode. forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah, Toby's here too. But they he blamed it on uh, on some technical issues or something yeah so i've had this ridiculous patreon name for the last two weeks because yeah same they wanted, yeah yeah <laughs> and it's all like everyone oh man it's i i'm i'm very curious about this one though <laughs> because i I'm saw sure. a post and um he said in the post he said to um brian like this is an episode that you want to listen to so i guess um this we one is Saturday. Is, yeah, sa this one goes live after Saturday, right? Yeah, uh, so, we're gonna be broadcasting every Tuesday. Yeah, so we can spill the beans then. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so we all changed our name to, to Brian House, <laughs> which is gonna be funny, very funny. Did you change the picture too? Uh, no, I I still have the same picture, but he can still see it because of my um, email address. He knows who oh. they are. But still, it was uh, it was very funny. I, th I changed my picture too. <laughs> very funny. Very funny. People should just join our Patreon and get nothing at all. Oh no yeah, after yeah, that's show, right. nothing. You just get a goodie box filled I wanted with goodies. To, I wanted to tell you about that. Have, oh. uh, have you been looking at our Patreon page? No, you need to tell me. Yeah, like explain to me how that works again because. Yeah, you I'll did. send you, I'll I'll send you a link and I'll hold your hand, show you how to do it again. But we got uh, three Patreon members, three in total. Now. We've got three all together. Three people giving nice. us uh, one euro, and according to the statistics, we've had like a hundred listeners already for the first episode. So, oh, I think nice. that's pretty good. Are we gonna uh, like shout out some names? Do, do you have names of patrons? Uh, yeah, I got uh, Christoph Stiegler, which was actually my um, WFI projects, uh, oh. the WFI of the week there, Thanks, on the man. first episode. Uh, he's from Austria, the other two guys. Unfortunately, I didn't look it up. I'm not sure where they're from, but I will fix that for the next episode. Uh, we got Fagerlund Bladesmith, and this is going to be a tough one, uh, Sven Nyord. Artesian. Oh, uh, Nord Artisan. He makes amazing, awesome, weird blades. So he, you know him? Uh, yeah, he um, he won the like like one one of those challenges that uh, Tyrell Knifework does. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, he had a blade that you like. There's a, a steel uh, liner in it, and it was like a flexible blade, a flexible yeah. sword. And it, when it clicks together, it, it tightens up, and then it's a sword. But when you let it, oh, hang, like it's, let it's more like a whip, a whip, whip, like whip a, sword, a chain sword, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very technical and very awesome. Okay. Nice. So we got three. We got three uh, Patreons. So we only need like another nine hundred and ninety-seven euros to cover the costs we've had so far. Yeah. Onwards, man. That's One right. at a time. <laughs> hustling. I can't. Hey, I that was like when people say uh, hustling. That was a awesome episode. It was great talking with Baltic Blades. He had a lot of nice tips. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Lot of nice tits, and I hope. Oh nope. And uh, hopefully, I don't have any wankers next week, but I'm sure there'll be one. Yeah, and else we'll just make something up. Or did, like <laughs> the wanker of the week. Like wanker is not really. Like it could be anything. Anything like a like the landmine. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It didn't happen again. Thank God. <laughs> Thank maybe, God. Maybe after the show, you have a surprise at home. Mm hmm. Don't think so. I'm looking at the dock right now. Oh, okay. Okay. From our That's bidet. Our, from the bidet, my uh, wine is empty, and I'm going to smoke the cigar after the show. So. Very good. Do you smoke cigars? Uh,. I have a little round once a year when we play poker uh, for for the New Year's with my friends, and we all play outside in my pool house and smoke cigars. So that's the only time. Awesome. Nice one, man. All right, man. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Wanker. Wanker.